oh my god, do you ever see your like old baby pictures and be like, those dungarees are fire, where yeah. are they? Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Denise Curtin and today's episode is all about sustainability. A buzzword at the moment and for all the right reasons. And today we've got the perfect guests on to talk about everything that is sustainability. First we have Grace Collier. Am I saying it right? Yes, you are. Grace yeah. Collier yeah. from Spice Vintage, a vintage store in Limerick. How are you? Yeah. Good, thanks. How are you? Great. I'm so happy to have you on. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, Thank I know. So and especially, I was like, me. I love that you're from Limerick as well. I used to go yeah. to college in Limerick. So I was like, did oh, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up Limerick. Up Limerick, yeah. is right. Um, so anyone that knows Spice Vintage is absolutely, they only say great things about it. They wow, really, really you. do love it. And I love following you and your journey on Instagram as thank well. You. So maybe for people that don't know about it, let's go back to the start and tell me how you set it up. Okay. Um, like I suppose there's a bit of a spiel behind it, so it depends on how much I want to tell. But I, I'll start, I suppose career-wise, I started out in marketing and I did marketing. I lived in Dublin, I did it for about three years and I just hated it so much. I can't even tell you how much I hated it. I don't know what it was. It was just like the actual environment of an officer. I don't know, it just didn't suit me at all. And they never really, I always found in my jobs, like they never really wanted to do what I wanted to do, yeah. do you know, in terms of like taking risks or like doing something different or like, like I just always felt like they never really listened to me. It was just really like, I can't be creative here, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though you'd be in a creative marketing agency, but for some reason it was kind of like stifling. So I was just like, right, okay, I just need to like move away. So I quit my job, moved down to West Cork. And I was like, right, I'm just going to take some time. Because like obviously Dublin's really expensive, so I felt like I couldn't make a decision in Dublin because there was so much financial pressure. So I was like, I'm going to move down to West Cork. I'm going to surf and I'm going to have a nice time. And I just worked in a cafe and I worked for a bakery. I drove a van for a bakery, worked in my mate's pub and in a restaurant. And I just did all those things and I just had such a nice time. And it was my housemate. She was like, Gracie you'd make like a really good vintage shop owner. Like you could really do that. Do you know what I mean? And do you know when like you're looking ex externally the whole time yeah. and then someone who knows you says you should do this and then you kind of go, oh my God, I actually should. Like Especially I would be genuinely good like at that. Especially when it's like an opinion you trust. It's totally, like, yeah. Like, you know me well enough that you wouldn't just come yeah, out of nowhere with exactly, this. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like when you're kind of lost and you don't know who you are, what you want to do, or what your passion is necessarily. My thing was I was interested in loads of things. So I never really knew what to choose. So it was kind of like when she said it to me, it was like a light bulb went off and I was like, I could definitely do that. Because I suppose when you're searching, you kind of, you just want to feel like, what you pick is actually what you're meant to yeah. be doing based on what your gifts are, you yeah. know? And she was like, Grace, if you think about like your experience and what you're good at, what you're interested in, what you're passionate about, like it actually does correlate. The happiest I ever was was when I worked in retail and like always charity shopped, always thrifted, always, always, always. I uh, used to sell clothes at Dublin Flea Market. That's how I started out. And like just always thrifting, used to like make tie-dye in school and sell it all that kind of stuff. So it was always wheeling and dealing. So as soon as she said that, I was like, oh my God, this is a great time. And then she said that, a week later, her mum who owned a health food shop in the town, rang me and was like, Gracie, there's a pop-up space across the road. Do you want it? They're offering it for like six months. Rent was so cheap. You have a week. And I was like, right, feck it. If there's ever a time, do you know what I mean? It's so it, it was like, as soon as I put out the intention, it was like the universe just sent me this opportunity nearly straight away. When I was like, oh, I could actually do that. And then, that was how it happened. So I just had a week. My dad came down. We built a shop together. Begged, borrowed, stole. Um, went on a buying trip. Came back. Had an ocean. And just opened. And it was like from the start. It was just, boom. Straight away. It was just, people just got what I was trying to do. And they understood where I was coming from. And they liked the clothes that I was buying. Because there's a thing as well, when you're starting out, it's like, but will people actually yeah. Like what I pick out, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was kind of a big thing for it was like actually just taking it for a test spin. That's what I would say to people who are starting out: if you have the opportunity to do a pop up, do a pop up, like because there's nothing like it in terms of like testing the market and seeing if people actually like what like, you like can, what you like what you're doing. And I yeah. suppose it's a better way to go about it than actually opening a store and straight away throwing loads less, of finances yeah, towards it and everything. Completely, yeah. way less pressure yeah. and it's way less scary. And you just t take for a test spin. And it was like, did the Instagram and people just connected with it and it just started to grow. And I was there for six months. And you know when you like tap into something, you're like, 
I feel like I've like created something a little bit special. Yeah. And I was like, I want to kind of do it like on a bigger scale. So I literally, I'd like to say it was like, oh, Limerick, I've always loved Limerick. I never set foot in Limerick, to be honest. Like I actually never <laughs> did. Not even a night out or anything. Yeah. And um, I basically Googled cities in Ireland, with no vintage shop. Limerick. Swear down. Like, now there is a vintage shop there. It's the edge in Limerick, just you know. Yeah. But we're different styles. Okay. You know, it's a different kind of vintage. So for the vintage that I was offering, which is Instagrammy kind of fashiony vintage, yeah. um, there was there was nothing there. Whereas there's like few in Cork, few in Dublin, you know, like Belfast, Galway. There's a few. So yeah, it I just like, happened right, to be perfect. Limerick it is. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, that was literally it. My parents thought it was mental. They've always kind of thought it was mental. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, moved it down the January. Me and my dad set it up, we built everything. Like everything was thrifted. It was all done on a shoestring because I just thought like, if I'm gonna invest a lot of money in this, it takes the good out of it. Yeah. The rent price was right, everything was right. And I just felt it and I was like, I know this is gonna be successful, I know this. And I remember saying that to my parents like, when we were having dinner one of the nights before I was opening, in the run up to the opening. And they're like, you're so funny the way you go on. Do you know that? And I yeah. was like, no, you have to believe in yourself. You have to. Because if you don't, if you don't believe in it, how are your customers meant to believe in it? Yeah, so, you need to back it 100%. 100%. And you can even hear from the way you talk about it, like the passion yeah. that you have for the it's store. It's there, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm totally obsessed with it. Like, it, it's, it's a genuine passion for it, like, and the message kind of behind it. Do you know what I mean? Because it feels like without making it, like, I'm not curing cancer, like, but what I am doing is providing something that makes people happy. And that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can say, oh, it's closed at the end of the day, and that's technically what it is, you know, but I think I think the way you project it into the world and how comfortable people feel when they come into the shop and how the Instagram is projected then as well, because you follow it, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is a positive kind of an environment, it you is, know? It is, and clothes give people numerous things they give people yeah. confidence they give people style they give people like identity completely so all those things are absolutely incredibly that. important as yeah. well and then you were talking about the growth process what has that been like since the pop-up launched it's just been very very social media based you okay. know and um i always saw this was like my problem with with my marketing jobs was that I always saw the social media as an opportunity to create um, a personality behind the brand. And as much as people, if they look at the Instagram, they'd be like, this isn't true. But like, I actually don't really like being on it. I'm all over it. Yeah. But I don't really like being on it, you know. But I just know that it's important for my customers to know who set it up, the story behind it, the personality behind it, who you're going to meet when you come in, um, the person who actually buys the clothes, my personal style, my personal taste. Like, it all contributes to the creation of of the brand, like, and how it grows, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, in terms of the grow process, like, God, I think since I moved to Limerick a year and a half ago, I've gotten about 8,000 followers in that time so it's a lot like it is a lot like it's, it's steady growth yeah. I don't push it I don't do I don't do bloggers or give away free things or any of that kind of stuff if it's going to grow it's going to grow and it's genuine and it's natural and I don't I'm not really pushed at all about a following if I could stop it now and only serve the customers that I have I would do that because they're loyal to me do you know what I mean Yeah. but obviously the growth is lovely but for me it's not do you know what I mean? Like every time yeah. I hit another K, I'm not all stoked. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's just not like a win. Totally, yeah. yeah, because I'm not placing the value of it yeah. in that. But it is obviously great. Like I'm so grateful for it. But like at the same time, it's not what's important to me. Like the customers are what are important to me. You are know? they be all in it? Yeah, and an honouring spice. Like I'm making sure I project it in the right way. And that's kind of, there's a responsibility to it. That's the way I see it. 100%. Yeah, definitely. And then you were saying that there wasn't many thrift stores in Limerick yeah. when, you, when you set up. Do you find that there's a big sustainable movement in Limerick or do you find that the people that are coming to your store, are they aware of shopping consciously? Yeah, it's a really nice mix of the two. So, uh, like, in terms of sustainability, just to give you an insight, like, with Spice, and I always say this, like, I started Spice before sustainability was necessarily trend. Yeah. I started it 
for my love of thrifting and finding gems and bringing um, hand-picked uh, garments that you can't get everywhere else. Like I travel to different countries to get the clothes, you know, and it's kind of it's kind of just become the sustainability element has become like an added element to what I do, and. It's amazing, like it's gr like I'm just so glad that people are connecting with it and they're seeing it, and it's not the way I look at the sustainability and sustainable fashion is that it's not about scaremongering people and it's not about making people feel really guilty for shopping in pennies or or River Island or whatever or on ASOS or misguided or pretty little thing. I feel like there's a lot of like don't buy fast fashion and it's just really, there's a lot of like hate and I just don't think that's necessary I feel like we should just all support each other and be like do you know what like if you do have clothes in your wardrobe that are f that are from fast fashion brands just hold on to them longer than you usually would swap them with your mates you know um kind of go to swap shops or donate them to charity shops and try and not buy as often as you would just try it's like anything it's like people being vegan and being like Da, 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 vegan, yeah. vegan, vegan. Like, I'm vegan. I'm not going to push it on anyone, you know? Yeah. But it's the kind of thing, try and have one plant-based meal a week. or You know, it's just kind of, there needs to be a little bit of chill about it as well. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I feel like in order to make, in order to reach the people that we want to reach, scaring them and making them feel guilty and, like, making it this big, scary, bah, like, that energy is just not healthy and it's not going to help people feel like they can participate in sustainable fashion. That's why Sustainable Fashion Dublin, you know the, the yes. girls. Yeah, like Jer and Taz, what they're doing is amazing. Like, because the girls are doing it in a way that's not scary and not intimidating. And they're so lovely and friendly. And that's the same energy with Spice. It's like, this is what we're trying to do. Like, we're trying to impact positive change, you know, and do it in like a really accessible way where people don't feel... I feel like with vintage shops, people think, oh, it's be real cool, you know, to be in an art college or whatever. Yeah, it'd be real cool. Like, I so get do you know that, what I mean? Though. I so get not that. Not cool. Yeah. Spice is not cool. I'm not cool. Like, there's none of that going on. I just can't deal with any of that stuff. Yeah. It's for everyone. Yeah. And I like to feel like I've, I've done it in that way. Mm -hmm. So it's about accessibility and how we communicate sustainable fashion. And in terms of Limerick and being sustainably geared towards the same fashion it would be yeah like this, it's a very student based uh, population and I would have a lot of uh, conversations with girls and boys at, at the tail you know when, when we're chatting and they'd be like I'm really trying to buy sustainably do you know what I mean like I, I really am genuinely stopping myself from going on my ASOS app or stopping myself from doing all that I yeah. still go on ASOS still no, have a look absolutely um, I actually don't purchase but I still do have a look and I feel like it's important to like stay connected to trends and, and scope out brands and all that kind of stuff but I think in terms of the actual purchase, it's when we catch ourselves and be like, do I need this garment? Like, is it important? Do I have something in my wardrobe that I could work in yeah. or upcycle or um, customise to make it a little bit different? Can I take it to a tailor, get the sleeves taken off, get it taken up, get it, do you know what I mean? Turned into, a big thing is getting like a dress turned into a top and a skirt. Yeah. Um, you know, it's cheap as well. It's not It's not expensive to bring no. it to a dressmaker's and get something done to it. So I would say, yes, it's just there is a movement and there is um, an impulsion behind it now. And as long as it's not in a negative yeah. energy, I'm happy to promote it. Do you know what I mean? But I don't want to promote it on the backdrop of me trying to sell products from my shop. That's why I'm weird about it. Do you know? I so get you. Do you get what I mean? It's no, not, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon just to push... Spice. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? To push something that's kind of like a buzzword at the moment. Totally. Because even when you were saying there about yeah. one of the boys at the till saying, I'm trying. And I think that's the word that we need to focus yeah. on is just to try. Because just to try. I feel like I woke up one morning and all of a sudden it was like fast fashion is the Completely. devil and you need to be extremely sustainable. Yeah. And I was like, I like, you know, because I obviously haven't been in that circular. I've been so unaware of it, unfortunately. Yeah. But I just haven't seen this grow. So I felt like, totally. like most people, I woke up one day and I was like, oh my God, okay. I um, felt like that. I and like, I'm in it technically. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I completely relate to that. Yeah. Like it, And it was like that. Yeah. It like blew up. And now all of a sudden there's this thing where bloggers who you, who used to do um, collabs, a pretty little thing in Boohoo, are deciding to go sustainable. Yeah. People are calling them out, saying, oh, you used to work for pretty little thing and all of a sudden and you're all about sustainability and I'm like do you mind not like I don't care if it's ungenuine to a certain extent yeah. 
they're doing it. Yeah. So leave them off. I know. That's the way I look at it. I it's know. like if that's what it takes for it to be, if it, if, it, it, if it has to be a trend for it to become a thing, grand. Do you know, and people need to get down off their ego horses and stop making people feel bad for things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like there is a time when everyone has or does buy fast fashion, you know, mm. and there's no, unfortunately, escaping that. So it's a case of instead of like fixating on the things that they have done that are involved with fast fashion or the negatives, yeah. to focus on, oh my God, well, actually, they're talking about sustainability now. So should yeah. we not just like, yeah, I know, just let them, them live. For that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But so. you were saying Instagram, it is a very powerful tool, obviously, yeah. for your business. Do you find that you have a lot of sales through Instagram? Yeah. So what, what I'm doing now at the moment, and it's kind, it's a g genuine sense of like just natural progression is what I started to do was if I was having like a quiet day in the shop, let's say, I just... Um, take an outfit, I put it on the ground, and I do like a flat lay. And then all of a sudden people are like, can I buy that top? Can I buy the pants? And I was like, okay, cool. And then what started to happen was I, you know the way with certain accounts, they have their thing that they do every day. So my thing is like, when I go in in the morning, first thing I do is I take my mirror selfie of what I'm in the sh wearing in the shop today, like my, yeah. from my own personal wardrobe. Like, So I was putting them up. And I was getting DMs being like, oh my God, is that is that yours? Can I can I buy that? Are you selling that? Or, you know, and I was like, wait now, girls are actually like wanting to buy what I'm wearing. So then I started to be like, might as well put on, throw on an outfit from the shop, you know. Started like putting on outfits, taking mirror selfies, putting it on a timer, taking pictures of myself in it. And um, getting DMs being like, can I buy that outfit? And I'd be like, yeah, of course you can. And just take payment through PayPal or bank transfer or whatever and post it out like that. So that started about nearly a year ago now. And it's literally like the backbone of the whole business now. I, I, I still don't, like, because it goes up on the story, it's obviously gone after 24 yeah. hours, you know, so there's a sense of urgency with it. Not me doing it on purpose, you know, to like to push products or whatever, but... It's nearly like this kind of like bidding thing and girls are like absolutely delighted with themselves when they get the DM first to buy what I've put up. Yeah. You know, so it's like a bit of crack for yeah. the followers. But like it's they get like excited. Import, like important marketing tool in the sense for, you know, making sales, you know, yeah. and actually for, you know, keeping yeah. your business alive. Yeah. You know? yeah, totally. Like it, 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 do you know what it is? When I started Spice, I, I got a page, right? And I put it on the team and I said, everything I don't like about vintage shops and everything that, I would like to do to remedy that. You know, one of them was that I just always found them really packed, really hard to style, really hard to see a vision because there's so much stuff there. Rails are really packed together, hard to shop, all kind of the same. So if you ever come into Spice, it's it's all kind of sparsy and um, stuff is mixed in. So it feels more like gems as opposed to just ticking boxes for a vintage look, okay. you know? So my thing as well was that like, one of the things, that's why I'm on the Instagram because I never knew who was the shop owner. Um, and then the styling aspect, like how hard it was to style outfits. So I just I just said, right, well, like it is hard, you know, and I struggle with it. And I, I'm meant to be the one who knows, you yeah. know. And I told you at the weekend I was in, I was in London, yeah. I was in vintage shops, found it so hard. I couldn't pick anything. It was too much, like. Mm -hmm. So I think the added element of helping girls and boys, because I style boys stuff too, um, visualize and see an outfit. So let's say I do like a crop top, crop jumper with high waisted mom jeans. A girl will go, well, I have high waisted mom jeans. So I'll get the jumper and I'll put it with my high, high waisted mom jeans. And then if I have a whole fit, girls like, can I buy the whole fit? I do them a deal on the whole outfit. You know, it's just, for me, from a sustainability perspective, I suppose, it gives the clothes a third chance. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So they have so their first that. life, yeah. they have their second life with me in the shop and if it's not selling in the shop, if I style it, if girls see it and they see the visual element of it, generally they will buy it, do you yeah. know? Um, so it's great for me as well because I don't have stuff necessarily sitting in the shop growing cobwebs, you know? Yeah. It's like... Everything that I buy, I handpick myself. So I have a vision for everything. Every single thing that goes into that shop, I've been like in my head, because that's how I buy. I lift it up and I go, I put that with mom jeans. I put that with shorts. Yeah. I put that with a mini skirt. I put that under a pair of dungarees. You know, so it has intention with it. So it's about like, I'm like, well, obviously, if I have that intention in my head, I might as well project that to my customer and share what I'm trying to communicate with them, you know? Yeah. So I'll have something on the rail for three weeks be sitting there, people would have seen it, people would have picked it up, put it back, 
I'll put on the Instagram. I once had a girl in the shop and she, I, I saw her look at something, right? Put it back. She de- I put it up two days later and she DM'd me and bought it. It's you know funny I mean? because I think a lot of the time, like the way you put yourself on your Instagram as well, yeah. you're showing people your own personal style and then it's reflected in your flat lays and the clothes that you sell. Yeah. So if people like your style, it's kind of like your wardrobe that they're buying. There you go. That's and, what it and feels I like. I think yeah. when she was, you know, looking at that top, yeah. because she didn't know how you'd style it almost, she yeah. was kind of like, I don't know what I'd put with it. And then when she sees that's the fair, yeah. style, she's like, oh my God, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, exactly. So like, it, it is like that as well. It's kind of like a personal stylist that you it, That's actually yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah, and it's that element of accessibility. Yeah, like what we were talking about earlier. It's about bringing it. And I know for a fact, like girls who would have only wear have worn fast fashion are now wearing vintage because of spice. I know that for a fact because they've told me. That's amazing. Because I've brought it to them in a way that makes them feel like they can wear it too, and they don't have to be an art student or someone really creative or whatever, that alternative thing. They don't have to be that. Yeah. They can just be themselves and like what they like and wear it and not be afraid of what people will think of them. Because I've made it, I've made them feel like it's who they are as well. Do you get what I mean? I love that. Yeah. yeah so I think when we were it's, it's quite deep. Like yeah, it actually is. I know it's like I'm probably sound like I'm trying to create layers to what I'm doing, but this is like this the facts. Like what when you, you break doing. it, when you break it down, like that's actually what, like, what, what it is, what it is yeah. and I think even with Instagram as well like we were saying about it being a powerful tool I would have never yeah. vintage shop because I was like I don't know how to do it and like I don't like I was like I'd go in and I would just buy something because it's in there and I wouldn't know like am I picking a good piece there you, know, you go stuff like yeah. that and then through seeing flat lays and seeing you know how people were styling stuff. I was like, I really love vintage sportswear. Yeah, and I was like, that's actually you what I love. With it. Yeah. yeah, and then when I was going into vintage stores, that's what I was looking for. You were gravitating towards because that then thing. I yeah. started to realize true flat lays and true outfit photos yeah. from vintage shops. It's like there's lots of that kind of style in stores, so that's what I'm going to look for. So there then it go. made it easier. You and I think, inspo. yeah, I think like that. Um, Instagram is great for giving you an idea to then run with when you, you when you do shop sustainable. Because I suppose with fast fashion and you know. ASOS and things like that you're seeing them on a model so it's giving you that know, idea yeah. of it already so it's like you know it's already there yeah. like the proof's in the pudding like it yeah. does that they do it so why can't we do it yeah. it's just with individual pieces it's a little bit more time consuming and stuff just because once it's gone it's gone but that's what I love about vintage is because no one else will have it yeah. That always, like even like years, years ago when I was shopping in Sarah or whatever, like I just wouldn't really make a purchase over like 30 quid because I just always felt like someone else will have it and that just doesn't sit well with me. Like for me to spend that extra bit of money, I have to know that I'm the only one who'll have it. So it's always been part of something that I really liked, you know, and something that made me excited about a purchase. That's what I love about vintage. You know, you find no. something and you're just like, and you're like, this is actually yeah. mine. Yeah, yeah, it's mine. No one else is going to have this. Like, that's what's great about it. Yeah, because I even find like that about Christmas parties. Yeah. Like, you know, the party yeah. dresses of the season. Like, I think it was maybe two years ago in our office, there was mm. like three people in the same River Island I dress. Because no, it was I the star buy of River Island. Yeah. And the dress, you know, River Island is Fab, not cheap. Like, yeah. It was probably about 70 quid. And mm. there's three people then wearing yeah. the same bloody dress. Yeah. And it's like, you know... Does that bother every girl? Because I, I just, I don't know, like it just, that would that would make me go home from pre-drinks if someone was in the same thing as me. Yeah. But I, I don't know, is that like an RC I thing? I don't know, does it? I don't know. I don't know, does it? I think if you're buying a dress because you're yeah. like, it'll do for the party, people don't care. But I think if you're, yeah. if you're, you know, not even conscious of what you're buying, but if you're like, I want my party dress. Yeah, totally. Like for Christmas parties or for weddings yeah. or whatever, that like... Marsh, if you end up in the no, same dress, like it is, like, and especially when you watch how like you style them, maybe similar or something. It exactly, just, like yeah. if you both kind of like communicate in the exact same way, it's yeah. like, ooh, no, it's not. It stings. Well. It yeah, definitely it does. stings. Yeah. yeah. So, and then when it comes to sourcing clothes for spice, yeah, what's the process like? There is it just kind of whenever you get time to travel, or would you yeah. buy stuff online? Or so it's been labor of love, right? Mm. And. And as much as what I do looks like, because it, it is a great time. It is a great time. I work for myself. It's all on my terms. Um, it is a lot of hard work. It actually is. Mm. And I went into it naively thinking, she look like 
just go here, you get it, you sell it, grand. You know, but it, there's a lot more to it. Um, it's quite an underground industry in terms of gaining access to hand picking. Now, a lot of vintage shops buy off, off stock sheets, which is fine. It suits people who can't travel. But for me, the whole reason many reasons why I do it but one of the main reasons is because like obviously I want to go shopping like do you know yeah. and I want to go pick the stuff myself like um and I wouldn't order in bulk you know so it's it, like it's part of what brings me joy let's say you know what I mean and I wouldn't compromise on that it has to be handpicked otherwise I'm not doing it you know so it's quite underground um you to reach out to a lot of people uh, I travel to different countries in Europe for different styles. Then I get stuff from America as well and England, obviously. But for different styles of vintage, you need to go for different places like or go to different places. Like, let's say, you know, like mad printed fleeces. You've no, you've no, like, you can't go to England to get them. You won't get them. You have to go to Eastern Europe and out that kind of side of, of Europe. And that's where you... That's where you find that kind of level. Sportswear, Berlin. You know, it's just like those kind of places bring you those kind of those kind of levels of stock. So I, I travel myself. So mm -hmm. it's about and timing is important. Yeah. Timing's really important and like gauging like the, the shop and, and how it needs to be um what what I need and what's important and getting the timing right because once you go on a buying trip, come back, it's four days afterwards. You don't want the shop to go down stock level. So it's been really, I've learned a lot, let's say. And it is, it, it, it's hard, you know. When I, I come home from a buying trip, I have to sleep for two days because I'm going around and it's 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 adrenaline the whole time. It's uh, about, like when I go in to wherever I'm going, it's like seven, eight hours I've been there. Oh my God. Yeah, they, no, people don't know. Like it's That's... literally like, let, let, so it's like, you're given a mound and this is the crack. Like, yes, no, no, yes, no. You so you're like, up the walls for like eight hours solid. Yeah. And then you come out and it's like all that adrenaline just rushes out and you're just like And are dead. you in warehouses or? It's warehouses, yeah. And it's like like all different. It, it comes in all different variations. It's not like, and it's not. I think everyone thinks as well. You go in, it's like this lovely laid out shop and everything's categorised. It's not like that. It's literally off you go, see in eight hours. Like, dig, dig, dig. And That's outrageous. Yeah, yeah. and I think, I think with vintage clothing, a lot of people have the, the opinion that it can be quite expensive sometimes. For me, I, I, I've been told that's my feedback is that spice is not expensive, which is great, you know, because yeah. I've purposefully done that on purpose because other vintage shops have been quite expensive in the past. But you have to appreciate, like, there is a level that goes into it. It is a lot of work. It is, you know, that's like, and for me, I, I see if it's a little bit pricey, I respect it, you know, and there's like, rents and rates and uh, like you've employees like it's just people need to to connect with that that it is and the more kind of special the garment is you would pay a lot more for it you know like yeah. you don't get a gucci bomber jacket for nothing no you don't you, know, you don't you do so you, people need to appreciate the value in it and the value in the clothes that that a vintage shop is providing and the wear that they can get out of it. Exactly, and I think in terms well, of fabrics. Yeah, when you see you know clothes in a in a vintage store and they're in such good quality, you have to understand that yeah. like they're a good quality garment to have yeah. lasted this long to begin with. There you, you know? go. They've come from a time where fast fashion didn't exist. Mm. Imagine didn't mm -hmm. exist. So they're coming from a time where people took time. That's where the word fast comes in, obviously. But it's that extra level of time really stands to all the vintage clothes like it's just you can see it it's it, like you pick up some things like some things I get and I'm like oh my gosh like who even thought of making this jacket with a hand embellished fish on the back you know it's just like it's crazy yeah. like no one would take the time to do those kind of things and not charge bomb kind of prices so it's just they're coming from a different time and you have to respect that you're buying a piece that's over 20 years old and, and, and just for people who don't know like vintage for clothes to be vintage 20 years old it has to be 20 years old and that's how you know so stuff that we had when we were younger <laughs> be tipping on to be vintage Look, now lucky for my yeah. clothes when I was two and three <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god do you ever see your like old baby pictures and be like 
those dungarees are fire. Where yeah. are they? Or the kind of crocheted <laughs> yeah, bits. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then they'd have like, my mum had us in like match, like bicycle shorts and a matching printed t-shirt. And I'm like, knock that up a few sizes there Sophie and I'd rock that now. Wearing like, that yeah. now, you know, in the Kardashians. Yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Though. We're going to take a quick break now. Earlier in the week, I caught up with Shaleen Conlon, owner of The Kind and the brand new pop up, The Conscious Christmas Store on Fade Street in Dublin. The store features all sustainable and eco friendly products so you can gift something with a greater impact this Christmas. Here's what she had to say. So, thank you so much for joining me today. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, I suppose we'll go back to the very beginning before we get into the store and talk about The Kind and how you came about setting it up because obviously now everyone's talking about sustainability and being you know conscious but you were kind of almost ahead of the curve with bringing up the kind um tell me a little bit about that so yeah so actually I moved back from Singapore last year to Ireland and I became a lot more aware when I was living there about the pollution particularly plastic pollution there I mean you've probably seen a lot of images particularly around like Asia and Bali of plastic pollution in the oceans so I saw that firsthand and decided that I wanted to start making sort of simple changes and then when I came back to Ireland I set up the business and wanted to try and inspire and educate other people to also make those changes. So I set up, um, officially launched in June this year. I spent maybe about six months looking at different suppliers in Ireland and in Europe. Um, and I launched online in June. And then just last month, we opened up the Conscious Christmas Store pop-up on Fade Street. Yeah, because like that, it, it, it's a nerve-wracking thing to take on, you know, especially like now that it's starting to grow the legs that it needs in terms of people talking about it and everything like that. But when it comes to like selecting products and stuff like that, what's that process like in terms of like finding the right ones? Well, actually, that's probably my favorite part mm -hmm. so far of the process is, you know, identifying different suppliers, uh, testing out some of their products. Um, I'm obviously always looking for, you know, a new Irish suppliers. And I think what's actually really amazing about the whole movement right now is the amount of, you know, new, small, independent business owners who are coming up with new, innov innovative products um, and, you know, creating really unique brands. Um, so I'm looking to kind of identify those people a lot actually is via Instagram um, and also people reach out to me a little bit now and, and give me recommendations but um, I'm always kind of on the lookout for you know those new um, up-and-coming brands and small independent business owners. Yeah because like you said that about Instagram, Instagram has become such a powerful tool now in that sense in terms of like identifying products that you want to, to take on but also in terms of like learning and educating yourself about sustainability. I know myself like I was very like uneducated about the whole subject come even January of this year and then I started to see swap shops opening and things like that and mm. even going along to them myself I learned so much about like how you know like trading clothes with someone else has such a better impact than going yeah. away and buying another six euro dress you know that you realistically don't need so do you find Instagram is great like that as well with interacting with other consumers and things like that too yeah it's amazing it's actually it's there's so much information now it's almost a little bit difficult to almost keep up with it but there's such a movement especially in Ireland um, especially as you were saying with regards to fast fashion I think that's uh, kind of really key at the moment um, you know I've talked to the sustainable fashion Dublin girls and they're doing they've now got a monthly workshop or a monthly swap shop in the workman's club which is amazing and there's so many markets and so many um you know people getting involved now and um, but instagram is a really amazing community of people and that's something that i've really enjoyed as well even though i'm an independent business you become part of you know a bigger zero waste community on Facebook or sorry on Instagram and Facebook as well but more so on Instagram I think at the moment yeah no definitely you kind of almost troop together and like that I'd be following specific people and then I see them together and I'm like it's like an army in yeah. like the best sense ever yeah. you know getting to see people coming together like that but then for yourself when it comes to like you know making kind of conscious things I know there's plenty we could do but is there any like specific ones that you do every day that you're like I have to do this and not this in terms of kind of using like products and things yeah. like that um, I mean, I think, I think with everything that I currently have in in store, I think it, it forces you to kind of rethink your daily routine. So, 
something small like even for example um you know brushing your teeth yeah. so switching over to a bamboo toothbrush or switching over to a natural toothpaste which is in a glass container or being in the shower and you know having um you know instead of kind of using your your kind of plastic sponges you know having more natural sponges and shampoo bars so kind of i feel like everything you know kind of forces you to rethink your daily routine and just be a bit more mindful and you know I think like that's what's so nice about everything is you you're kind of more conscious about your impact that you're having kind of on the planet and feeling good about the products that you're using absolutely even the keep cups that you sell yeah. in store I'd say half of our office anyway over in her daughter has keep cups you know and it's a case of like going to the the baristas with your keep cup instead of getting a takeaway cup and it's things like that that you're like that makes such an impact because yeah. think about the amount of takeaway coffees that you have a day well, that's you know? actually the scary thing there was a report that was really earlier this year that said that there was 500,000 coffee cups thrown away daily in Ireland and 200,000 water bottles so I do think that like for the most part what I can see you know let's say going to the gym or yoga is like most people now do have a reusable water bottle or a coffee cup but and there's also an incentive you know to using uh, reusables because a lot of cafes offer discounts on your coffee if you bring along your own keep cup so I think that that's becoming more and more standard so you know hopefully people are kind of making those swaps but then there's also, if you kind of come in store, you can kind of see, you know, get inspiration on a lot of other other swaps that you mightn't have thought about before. Like, you know, even, for example, um, bringing your sandwich into work, bringing it in uh, like a tin lunchbox, a stainless steel lunchbox or wrapping your food in beeswax wraps, for example, to keep them fresh. So there's a lot of other things as well you can do. But absolutely, some of the stats are frightening. They're terrifying. And when you say like that's just Ireland alone, you yeah. think that that was like across Europe. But no, it's just Ireland. That's it's scary. It's yeah. so scary. And then obviously you were naming loads of products there and they're all available in your shiny new <laughs> store, the yeah. Conscious Christmas store. Tell me about bringing this store to life. So yeah, I mean, basically I met um, Sharon, uh, her company is called Jiminy.ie and she has eco-friendly kids toys. So I met her at a, a festival uh, earlier this year, a zero waste festival. Um, and this opportunity came to me about taking on a shop. I thought immediately of Sharon and um, about bringing, I suppose, two brands together under one roof that would really complement each other. So we have in store i guess gifts and you know a range of items for kids and adults and you know everyone in the family so we're only here until unfortunately the end of december but um it just seemed like an amazing opportunity to kind of come together and uh, combine our resources and open up this amazing shop no absolutely because we're standing in the shop right now and it's 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 fabulous even the footfall and everything it's crazy it's located on fade street in dublin too we'll actually have a video up of it on our instagram as well at her.ie but how have you found the reaction to the shop so far since it's opened it's been amazing um i mean i used to work in advertising um in the corporate world and i feel like you know it's such a breath of fresh air to meet with people who are like-minded who want to make a positive impact on the environment um, and also you know it's so nice like a woman came in the other day and she was like you've made my day I mean I don't know how many times that's been said to me in my previous job probably <laughs> none um, so it's great to you know meet people who are like equally excited and um, you know like yeah positive about the whole movement so it's been really great looking at some of the products I was like they all just have such an important message and I think that's what's so fabulous as well about gifting someone on something like that that like it's not just like a gift but it's something that's like impacting the environment and the world in a better way so that's exactly. you know it that's that's a fabulous take-home message as well yeah but um yeah the conscious christmas store it's on fade street dublin too you have to check it out because it's absolutely fabulous before it it closes for now but hopefully we'll we'll see it open again in the thank future you. and thank you so much Liam, for talking to us So just there we were talking about um, all things Christmas with Shaleen and when it comes to Christmas shopping mm -hmm. for you, do you do you buy loads of new bits for yourself at Christmas? Do you mm. try and avoid it? Are you totally away from buying online, like from fast fashion retailers, all things like that? For me, like Christmas never really sat well with me. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't like buying for sake. Mm. That's my thing. So for me, I like just buying as I go throughout the year like, like let's say if I see something that my mom would love like I pick it up for her you know but there's something disingenuous about um, 
buying just because it's Christmas. And it always used to make me really sad. But I get like just kind of like oh, I have to buy this now just because it's Christmas. So for us, we're for my family anyway, we're doing Secret Santa. Um, there's only five of us we're doing and my auntie and uncle and we're going to just get one present for each person um, and then myself and my boyfriend are making presents this year that's true <laughs> like we actually are um, I'm not participating in Black Friday the shop doesn't participate in Black Friday and I would ask pe I don't know if this is coming out before Black Friday but like I just would ask people to just really refrain from Black Friday like it is just a bad time like it just doesn't contribute in a positive way like yeah. and it just makes people freak out and buy things they don't want or don't need um, and like yeah that's I, I'd, be, I'd be very low key in terms of in terms of, I like little gestures all year round yeah, to be honest that's fabulous to hear yeah. to hear that too because I even know when I'm in Christmas around when I'm in town around Christmas hmm. the rush and the panic no and how people just clear the shelves it's outrageous you know, in some stores, they'd have like gifts for him, gifts for her. Yeah. And it comes up to the end of, you know, like days before Christmas, coming yeah. up to the end before the time when you're gifting people. Yeah. People just literally swipe whatever they can. It's insane. It's like, like they panic by and yeah. they're just like, well, I need stuff. Like your family are going to love you anyway. Yeah. And like you're enough as you are. That's the way I look at it. Like, and just come together. Like, like, right. <laughs> People are going to laugh at me. Like, write, write someone a really nice letter and tell them how much they mean to you and how much you appreciate them. Make someone a photo album. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, give them something that actually means something, that showcases how much that person means to you and how much you value them. And it's not based in gifts. It's just not, do you yeah. know? And they'll appreciate it and they'll remember it a lot a lot faster, you know? Like when I, I used to work in Jack Wills for years, loved it. And uh, just the level, oh my God. Yeah. And the mom's like actually having panic attacks in store because we didn't have their child's size and, and all that kind of, and it's just not healthy. Like there was this one woman who was like, oh, I have to go to Belfast now. I'll never forget her. She was up the walls and she was trying to get this hoodie for her daughter. Didn't have it in her size. She's like, oh, I'm on the way. This is in Kildare Village. And she was like, I'm on the way to, to, to Belfast now to get these, remember Harachis when they came out? Yeah. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to get these Harachi trainers and they're in Burgundy. They're the last pair in the country. She was driving to Belfast. I said, how old is your child? Nine. No. Like, no, 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 no. By no. the time they're yeah. 12, they won't remember this. Yeah. What are you Should doing? Should wear the trainers for like three months and then throw them away. Yeah. Like it's wrong. But like people are placing their values in all the wrong places. It's it's not right, you know? No, completely. And even when you were saying about Black Friday, like it's not even a day anymore. It's no. Black Month. Yeah, and it's crazy. I've seen deals on... Have you seen that? All the I get all the emails like yeah. pre-Black Friday. Yeah. Are you serious? No, Pre. I know that... Top shops Black Friday, it goes on until weeks. Yeah, it's weeks, crazy. If not like months yeah. after Black Friday. Yeah. Like I've seen deals trickle into like days before Christmas. You know? And it's I'm thinking not right. like I can't they do use it. Black Friday as like a hook to totally. then just like cut a few sales so then people keep buying because they're like, well, that's going to go back up in yeah, price, so I better buy it exactly. now. Exactly. And you know, last year it started uh, like in Limerick, like the retail shops, we'd all kind of, you know, chat. People would be like, retail news, you know. Yeah. And um, the, the word on the street, let's say, was that like, oh, people are getting signage for Black Friday. Do you know, it's kind of an in-store thing now. And I just, I don't know who's talking to you about, but I was like, well, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not participating. Number one, Black Friday's online. Yeah. I was like, but we shouldn't give in and buy into the fact that it's a physical in-store thing. And I'll tell you what, last, this Black Friday last year, Limerick, I was dead, like the shop was dead because everyone was buying online. That's fine, I expected that. I took a walk around town just to see. Town was dead. Tumbleweeds and all these poor businesses had spent like a couple of hundred on signage for their shop windows. For what? Like there wasn't an ounce of footfall in town. Yeah. So I, I just hope they don't do it this year. But I was just walking around town being like, the waste, you know, the waste, like the waste, the waste, and the manpower and the work that went into like tagging, retagging, re like all these things that you don't think of, and just because they are buying into it as well, which is stupid. sad to see. Yeah, it is. It sad. is sad to see. It's not necessary. What advice do you think you'd give people when it comes to shopping for Christmas in terms of clothing, in terms of you know yeah. buying outfits for Christmas parties, for Christmas Day, Stephen's Day, New Year's? There yeah. seems to be so many. Of There's them. so many of it. Like. Um, 
I know you'd be like, oh, buy vintage, but like vintage actually does the best and most unique party wear you can get. Like we're talking velvet pants, like sequin tops, power blazers, velvet blazers. Like they're all like in high street shops now. They're all taking vintage silhouettes and regurgitating them in high street shops at the moment. I've seen it everywhere. Big thing now at the moment is like little velvet mini dresses in 80s silhouettes. So it's like big puff sleeves. Have you seen all that yeah. stuff that's in Zara? Yeah. Like big, massive, silky puff sleeved uh, little mini dresses off the shoulder, uh, one shoulder with like big um, bows. I've loads of them in the shop. Like they are there now. YSL did them this year. Like you can get them. Like you can take high street trends and catwalk and come to a vintage shop and you can... Um, you can regurgitate from a vintage shop like it's there. Party season is, I, I would have always bought from vintage shops for party season because like you said, because party season is so statement, mm. if you're buying a statement party piece, someone else might have it and someone else might low-key have the same outfit as you at the at the Christmas party. You don't want that. You don't want that. No, but I'm, again, not saying it to push my shop or yeah. to push vintage, but it's like, it's genuine, you know? Like it is, if you want party wear, take yourself to a vintage shop. There's loads of sustainable brands. What's that app that you look up and you can put in how sustainable a brand is and it gives you a rating? Oh. Good on you. Good on you. Okay. So good on you. That's what it is. Yeah, it's an app and you basically put in put in misguided for the crack and you'll see. <laughs> go on, I dare you. Yeah, go you. on, I dare you. Stick in misguided and don't faint. But um, yeah, no, if you could stick in any brand that, that you enjoy and you can see how sustainable they are and what their impact is and um, nearly certain what country they produce in and all that kind of stuff. It, all the information So there. I suppose that is public knowledge. You know, it's just people yeah. don't know where to go to look for it. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because oh, like I'd say it really scary. Yeah, I no, saw a like, video, you probably saw it too recently, of the uh, Pretty Little Thing warehouse in Sheffield. No. I think their owner posted I don't it. watch any of that stuff. Oh, I can't. No, their I owner so posted it on Instagram. Yeah. I've never in my life yeah. seen a warehouse this big. It Are looked serious? like something that had been like super sized for the oh, laugh. Oh my God, yeah. really? People were sharing it on Instagram being like, this is making me feel unwell. Yeah. And it just freaked like, me out. Because scale. Like, there's people that have to work in this as well. And like, find the clothing, put it together and package it and send it. And I was thinking of like the amount of plastic yeah. and the amount of, you know, and like... I, like you're looking at it, it's like Hunger Games vibes and literally. you're just like, oh my God, like, I, this is so I much bigger. a pretty little thing and, you know, and yeah, like that. of course. Yeah. I just get the package and I think like, oh, fab. I don't think exactly as to where it's coming from. Yeah. And then when you see the colossal scale yeah. of things like this, it does freak you out. Absolutely. It's like anything. It's just consciousness. Yeah. It's just bringing people, making them more consciously aware about choices. Mm. Because I think as Irish people, we're very like, well, 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 you know, just go with the flow, do whatever else kind of is doing and it's G and everything's going to be fine and ah, sure, look, be grand type stuff. But at the end of the day, we have a responsibility to ourselves and our, our kids and the world that we live in and it's just little changes and it can just make a massive difference. I think a lot of people don't try because they think, well, feck it, like it's already made so the damage is done. But... Every item that you buy, they have to make another one to replace the one you bought. Yeah. So think about it like that. Even though the garment is already made, it's already sitting there in the high street shop. Once you sell it, goes off a master stock sheet, goes back to the warehouse in India, and that poor woman has to make another one. So that's how it works, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's like, very it's scary. Just, and like, uh, it, it, to a certain extent, it's so negative because I don't really like to really... I don't read newspapers. I don't watch the news. Yeah. I just don't really like to... It's, it's Fill yourself with it, Do you though? get me? Yeah. I just think like there's a preservation, but at the end of the day, like when something is so in your immediate reality, I think you need to step up and be like, I have a part to play in this. And like like we said, changes. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, It's not a big deal. No, like, it's, it's not a big and deal. And it shouldn't scare people. And yeah, and it shouldn't be something that you're you're frightened into doing. Yeah. It should be something that you consciously decide yeah. to do yourself like charity you shopping like yeah. you can't beat charity a good charity amazing. shop find it's like amazing. you can't like. the clothes in there are yeah. so cheap and so yeah. amazing yeah you can't like yeah you can't like obviously to a certain extent yes you will go through six and not find anything yeah. but that's the crack yeah you know yeah. and you have to pick it up and take it outside of its environment and there's nothing better than a buzz when you get something in a charity shop there's nothing amazing. better and you realize that you bought this dress 
for like four euro yeah. and it looks killer. Yeah, there's, there's exactly. It's great. Like yeah. and the only time I ever get compliments is actually on my charity. Like my spice stuff too, but it really is my charity shop stuff. They'd be like, I'd be like, four euro, hun. <laughs> like, it's mad. It's yeah. absolutely mad. Yeah. Charity shop is the new pennies, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, that. it's great. And then lastly, I would ask you, what is the future for spice? Will we see spices? Oh, multiple, multiple spices. I've thought about this. Yeah. Uh, my parents are telling me to slow down, take my time, yeah. uh, do all that kind of crack. I don't listen to them, yeah. really. <laughs> I love them, yeah. but um, they're telling me to slow down. I would love another spice uh, pipeline situation, yes. Um, but at the same time, for me, I wouldn't want to spread myself too fine ever. Mm. And I'm not in this for money. As as much as as people would be like, you know, she was be come on, like, you know. But I actually am not in it for the money. I'm in it because it gives me purpose and it's and I'm passionate about it and it's a great time, you know. But for me to open another one would definitely mean I'm spreading it finer or you know what I mean? That I wouldn't like to see Spice Limerick go into decline. I'm just very particular about it. So the space and I'd have to have the right team around me to move forward because obviously I'm like a one woman show. I have two girls who work for me. Um, I would have to take on more people. If the timing's right, I would love to because I get asked all the time. Girls in Cork are like, come to Cork because yeah. there's, there's no real like Instagram vintage in Cork. Um, I'd love to. But in terms of, yeah, another Spice website, yes, but I would keep my buying for format off the story the same and just do a swipe up to purchase so it's it's easier for people and faster for people to get okay to buy off the story yeah that's the next thing of a web developer working on that and then for me I never really cut myself off to anything I'm like I want to do workshops yoga workshops I want to do talks I want to do um I want to put more of a focus on mental health in Limerick and start um hosting talks and discussions and panel talks and I get you guys down that'd be yeah, great to have you <laughs> stuff like that you know yeah. what I mean and yeah. and just kind of open it up as a space there's like talks like an art exhibition in store and those kind of things I'd love to do a sustainable fashion line myself I want to do a reworked vintage I've been doing like a dressmaking course so I'm going to start getting into reworking and upcycling I do a lot of customization I paint a lot of um, stuff for customers that's kind of like a thing as well is that like customers would send me their old jeans and I have you seen, seen this? this yeah yes. yeah yeah yes. so that's a I big thing as well I saw an outfit that was yes. unbelievable yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was great yeah, yeah 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 so she just had them do you know she um yeah, she just had them in her wardrobe, sent them to me, and I just painted them for for Electric Picnic, and she had a totally unique one-off outfit. And then I got off the backdrop of that, I had loads of girls sending me bits, and I painted for them and sent it back. So stuff like that, I just want to like stay growing with it, stay going, um, never cut myself off, never put a lid on it, or or like say, you know, enough's enough. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So Absolutely. I'm just happy just to roll with it and progress with it. And um, just keep doing my best and and keep honouring my customers that I have existing and new ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Well, the future yeah. is bright. I'm I really know. excited I'm so, to see what's me next. Me too. It I'm really so excited. It brings yeah. me like a lot of joy to hear you oh, talking about it you. and to hear what's coming next because it sounds absolutely incredible. Oh, it really does. Thank you so it's great. much. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. Absolutely Delighted. Yeah. Um, if there's anything that you want to hear, please do get in touch. We are Girls With Goals. Drop me a message on Instagram. Email me. And of course, if you like the show, please do share it because it's, you know, it's really, really important for us. Mm. But anyway, thank you so much and we will chat to you next week. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>